until you're really in there and you're you're in a space where you're solely focused on postpartum and lactation and then you realize how that can have an effect um, on mental health as well on top of just hormones in general during postpartum is insane Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, Buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey guys, since you're tuning into this episode of Mom Talks with Krista, today we have a very awesome guest on the show. We have Kayla Bitten from the Postpartum Clinic. Kayla's been in the birth industry for about 10 years now. She was a doula, a birth doula, a fertility doula, does a lot with birth education. And now she's finding herself a little more in lactation and postpartum. So when everything kind of shut down due to COVID, she took this as her opportunity to open the postpartum clinic. She really saw a need in the community that she works in, in Birmingham, Alabama, really having some a place to go with accessible health care that would represent her community. They offered tons of support for their clients from educational courses. They work with same-sex couples and donors. They also have therapists on staff for perinatal mental health. It's just an amazing like one-stop shop for postpartum health. And it was just so cool to hear about all they do. So Here's my interview with Kayla Bitten. Just to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about you and um, we'll kind of go from there. Well, hi, my name is Kayla Bitten. (laughs) I am currently residing in Birmingham, Alabama. I have been in the birth world for, I think we're knocking on 10 years now. So, you know, between birth doula work, birth education, fertility doula work, um, and now really honing in on what does the long-term goal um, really look like. And so now it's all things lactation and all things postpartum. But I decided to open the clinic just a few months ago um, after leaving a very secure job. I saw the need and the necessary um, access that needed to be created for us and a lot of folks of color, especially during this pandemic. Um, And so that's kind of how that clinic got started. I'm not a mom yet, but we are trying to conceive. Um, It's a little harder when you're doing the whole donor route and all of that, but um, hopefully soon. But that's just a little bit about me. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. So I love that because of everything going on with the pandemic, you took it as your time and chance to open up this clinic because that was going to be one of my questions was how has your business kind of changed because of this pandemic going on so you kind of just because of the pandemic you made this you know into your business so that's awesome so so just tell us a little bit about the postpartum clinic what do you kind of offer what support do you offer for moms Well, originally the idea was to create the clinic to be a physical space, but as the days went on, I realized that this may need to be a virtual lactation and postpartum space, right? So essentially it 
came to me in a way where it's a space where families can come that are maybe not have insurance, um, but not may have enough money to pay for a service when usually they do, um, or maybe sometimes they don't, but could come to a place where they knew that they can get lactation and postpartum care and support. So that means offering lactation appointments, um, postpartum visit appointments, even postpartum education classes, breastfeeding classes, and those things. When I created the clinic and really thought about envisioning like what it would look like, it was for it to be accessible for all bodies, all pockets. But with the center of what mostly, what most of the population here in Alabama looks like, which is families of color. Um, and so that was really important when it came to the imagery that I used, when it came to the marketing that I used, and it became really important when I created and crafted these classes. I know some lactation spaces really try to push um, really breastfeeding, like putting babies to breast. And I totally, 100%, that is the number one way to provide the best nutrients possible. But because of the population that I lived in, I wanted to know what would a clinic look like that really meant diversity, that really meant inclusivity. And so that meant creating appointments, kind of like a lactation appointment, it's an appointment about your formula. Are you feeding baby correctly? How do you do it the correct way? And that includes education classes, helping same-sex couples who are looking for donor milk. We have a partnership with um, Mother's Book Bank AL here. And um, I'm so excited to go to their um, facility soon, like when COVID is a little bit better. But yeah, like all those things were really important to me. So I kind of jam-packed all of that into a virtual space. And that's how the website came out to the way that it is. That's how memberships came out the way that it is as well. Don't have insurance, but you can pay a one-time fee and you get, you know, 12 months worth of appointments, lactation and postpartum. And so it's, and it's mostly just learning, education, checking lactation and things like that, you know, growth spurts, things that are normal that you come in contact with, but no one tells you. You don't get that one-on-one FaceTime with it. Um, but hey, get a membership and you like just get an appointment once a month and you can talk about all these things. So that's kind of how it came about. The physical um, portion of the clinic came about because of community. Community agreed and said this needs to happen. It's necessary. It's black owned. Um, We're talking about what real diversity and inclusivity really looks like and helped crowdsource literally most of the money. I think we're like 200 bucks before all of it is done. And that's how the physical uh, space came into um, reality. Um, But yeah. I love that because we were just talking about like as our team at Mommy Knows Best, we were kind of talking about like with all these changes, a lot of moms are, you know, after having a baby, especially during the pandemic, normally they're, you know, have more of these checkups or more in-person visits. And so I think a lot of the postpartum, you know, check-ins aren't always uh, available right now. So I think this is so important that you offer this. Um, virtual space and can people also come in person to you too or is it kind of like a mix of both or is most of it virtual a mix of both so what has been happening is that it's been a virtual thing of course because of now and or in home very rare um, but that's an option. So even, you know, as we start to clear the dust in the air, right, with COVID um, and we begin to um, get into our opening happening in January, you'll have options to come in. It'll just be more strict with the scheduling and appointments just because of COVID until we're like, again, the air is clear. But yeah, it's a mixture of virtual, um, in-person Um, That includes our group classes, our group meets, all of that. There's an outside space. So we're really trying to navigate in that way, but it is a mixture of all three in home, um, in clinic and virtual. I know I've seen a lot of, like a lot of my friends that have had babies over the pandemic, like their doctors are saying like, you know, if, you know, if you seem good, then we, we probably just do it virtual or you don't need to come in. And so I think a lot of moms are kind of putting that 
postpartum care kind of on the back burner when it's so important. So I, I love that you're doing this. And I love that you saw a need in your community and are doing it. So that's awesome. As you're seeing these moms, what do you think the most moms could use support with postpartum? Oh my gosh, perinatal mental health. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. It's perinatal mental health. I don't know how, I don't know why it was a brain fart. It had to be, but like while creating the clinic, I was like, I need a, a counselor. Mm -hmm. I need a counselor or therapist, psychotherapist, a psychiatrist, someone that I could have on my payroll in a way that's kind of like a consultant because I have the perinatal mental health, you know, the certification situation you go through with PSI, but that still doesn't replace an actual therapist or counselor. It helps with the screening process and it helps stop it, um, not stop it necessarily, but to like, um, recognize it before it gets to a certain point. Don't get me wrong. It's been an amazing tool, um, especially when you're post, while you're postpartum planning, Helping the postpartum player, you also can like, let's do a screen because it should happen during pregnancy anyways. Perinatal mental health is the number one thing. Getting a counselor contracted with the clinic was the, the single most best decision I ever, ever made. I didn't realize how big of a thing it was. And of course I had to because I took the certification, took the webinar, did the classes and all of that. But until you're really in there and you're you're in a space where you're solely focused on postpartum and lactation and then you realize how that can have an effect um, on mental health as well, on top of just hormones in general during postpartum, is insane. And so a lot of my research behind the clinic is breastfeeding related, of course, but also perinatal mental health related. Um, how to just look at that differently and why it's important to make that part of the care team and kind of part of the care plan. You know, maybe we might need to change some protocols when it comes to certain things, but that that's, that's yeah. Perinatal mental health during the postpartum period, if you can get anyone that's a perinatal mental health um, person that's able to screen you, you can keep your screening if you want, take it into someone who's able, and then they're able to refer you out to a counselor that can take cash that's not that expensive or that's covered by your insurance because once they recognize you have perinatal mental health or some type of, um, having little complications or difficulty they'll cover it that way as well um but yeah a lot of folks don't know their options when it comes to that and they don't know what to call it if someone comes to you and they're like i want to come in for my you know postpartum appointment they're not really sure which angle or what they really need at that point what is um a normal appointment kind of look like? So it depends on where we are on the spectrum. Um, you can get a membership right before you give birth. You can get a membership in the middle of, you know, the, the process of postpartum, um, or you can just tap into just a regular, regular appointment. It really just depends. But usually it's where you are. So three months, there's a process, there's steps, there's certain things that will happen at certain moments, kind of the same with baby development, basically. And so it really just depends on where you're at with that. And then from there, we go from there. So for instance, if I am... I'm chatting with someone who just recently gave birth um, and, and I'm chatting with them. Um, I'm also doing a follow-up when it comes to baby, latch, all of that. I'm doing a follow-up with them. And so it's kind of like, how are you feeling? Where are you now? What's going on with your nipples? Because if you're first starting to breastfeed and we're probably, I'm probably seeing you maybe two or three weeks after the fact, then the main concern is how are you healing and um, how are your nipples? So we're talking about that, educating you on breastfeeding and while also doing my own little appointment with baby. Okay, let's check latch, let's check milk transfer. Um, how was your birth? Tell me the story. Let's unpack it. So that's kind of what it looks like when I'm teeter-tottering between the two during an appointment. Awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Let's kind of talk about pelvic 
health. I know you, you kind of talk a little bit about this in your post. I thought it was so interesting. So what should moms know and be aware of when it comes to their pelvic health? And is this something they should bring up in postpartum visits to the doctor? You definitely should bring it up. Any concerns, um, even if, you know, we tell you, oh, there's nothing that's actually, it's not abnormal. I still say bringing it up. I always say whatever makes you feel better in your intuition and your gut, talk about it. That may stem from the maternal rates that's happening, or it may just stem from, because that should just be common sense. I don't know. People make us feel crazy all the time. But I'm like, if it doesn't feel good, it doesn't matter what, no matter what anyone tells you, tell them to check it out. But pelvic health is really important. I think it's really important to get any type of pelvic health education that you can. I try to give as much as I can, <clears throat> depending on, again, where we are on the spectrum of postpartum with our appointments. But any education with uh, when it comes to pelvic health in the beginning is perfectly 100% should happen. You can give, I usually try to give out little um, PDFs or documents when it comes to like, when I give them packets and things like that, just have a basic review of what pelvic health is, what you can look out, what the different things are. And then I also have a referral list of some folks that are really local here um, that took some time in researching. I remember researching for like two months of who is the best, who is the best in all the mom groups. And then having a personal conversation with some and then finally found the ones that I felt like, okay, I can do this. I can have the deal referral. Because a lot of moms, I think, don't realize that they talk about how, oh, going to the bathroom is just, it happens at any time now. <laughs> or, oh, trying to, you know, intercourse for that first time and I've been cleared. I mean, I'm not healing any, nothing to heal. I just don't understand why it's so painful. And that's not, things are different. Don't get me wrong. But when it's, it's just not. So I try to like, um, really let them know anything that you're feeling to let me know. Um, once you hit six weeks, I still say, how are you, how are you recovering? I full blown say, how's sex life? How, I, uh, uh, what, do I need to, I'll just, I'll just send you a referral. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to talk about it. Like, totally. But just to let you know, we're just going to go ahead and talk about the differences between this. And we're going to go ahead and bring out my pelvic model. And we're going to talk about what your pelvic floor probably looks like right now. Like, we just go into it uh, without them having to really tell me too much because sometimes it gets a little. But um, that's what I would want everyone to know, that get education as much as you can. Anyone gives you a referral totally get your referral. Um, if you can get into any type of pelvic health um, or pelvic exercises or in with anyone that's pelvic health specialist or whomever beforehand, please do. I promise you it's going to be the best decision you ever made. Best decision. That and perinatal mental health. Best decision. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie that's not only effective but tastes good? Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready-to-eat lactation cookies – Perfect for our on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, it's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies, traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. Okay, so now something that you are so passionate about is 
the inequality when it comes to breastfeeding and, you know, uh, people of color, um, when it comes to, I know you talked about how families of color, when they leave hospitals, the chance that they keep up with breastfeeding, it decreases. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit. Like what are the issues we're currently seeing and what can we do to help? What can people watching this do to help and how can we you know, become more aware of it? So the issue I'm currently seeing is um, a couple of things. One is the initiation um, rate. So it's latched. We latch, we get them to latch. Usually how we get them to latch is up for debate, um, nipple shield, whatever the case may be. But the latch typically happens, honestly, in the hospital setting. And then once, you know, folks of color leave the hospital, Within six weeks, maybe, they decided they no longer want to breastfeed anymore. And I find that really interesting when it comes to compare their percentages to other races. And when I say people of color, I'm specifically talking about um, non, uh, non-Hispanic non Black folks and Black folks. Um, so that's the one thing I'm noticing. And then the other thing I'm noticing is access, right? I have a love-love relationship with spaces like WIC. Um, but I have a hate kind of relationship with it as well, because I know that <sighs> these spaces become so overcrowded, which is another thing to tap into, but these spaces become so overcrowded and we honestly just want baby to be fed and let's just do this thing. And so we usually push things without realizing we're pushing things, including from the hospital setting. They latch, but there's still a WIC consultant in there that stays sometimes longer than the actual consultant to talk to you about how to sign up for WIC. Here you are, here's this bag full of things or whatever the case may be. Um, so I have this relationship with it. I'm not really sure where I want to go with it, but that's what I'm finding. The push on formula is completely, completely different. The percentages is way huger and the initiation rate is there, but once we leave, it tremendously drops. And so I'm finding again that it's access. So here in Alabama, there are a lot of holes, right? There are a lot of spaces that doesn't have a lot of access to a certain type of care in a lot of different ways. Um, But we're talking about medical right now, you know, care when it comes to women and women's health and infant health. And so access to care, like something like the postpartum clinic or something as simple as a CLC working on our own as a doula or what have you, It's very rare, and it's especially rare if that person is of color and that person can understand the race and why it's so important to go into certain neighborhoods or it's so important to have certain conversations. It's so important to use certain language. It's so important to use certain marketing. Those are the things that's happening. Those are things I'm noticing. The access here is just not as great as it probably should be, Um, and that goes for a lot of things. But that's what I'm noticing, and inequalities is really, really unfortunate to me, in my humble opinion, just an opinion, y'all, because... We want to do what's best for our children. We want to do what's best for our kids. We want to do what's best for us. But oftentimes, again, I'm going to keep repeating it, access is not available. So that means support is not available. That means that community is not happening. And when those things aren't happening, how are we really uplifting um, our women? How are we really, you know, pushing for women to become healthy, pushing for healthy infants? How are we really combating the things that us working in um, maternal mental health or maternal health in general are trying to combat. So Mm -hmm. that's what's happening. That's what I'm seeing. I'm working really hard though, again, with like the research and working with other folks, trying to figure out ways where maybe we can change some protocols. Maybe we can help with the education of providers and help with popping up some clinics or something (laughs) to help um, the majority. Again, I can only speak from Alabama, but help with the majority of Alabama who happen to be folks of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And you also, in regards to that, you, you do a lot for low-income families as well and give them lactation support. So what do you kind of do in this realm and how do you, you know, bring it to their attention and kind of like, I guess, market to them? I don't know if that's the right word, but, you know, let people know um, what you're offering. Market could be a word. I guess it just all depends on what context you're using it, but it it can be the word. How I started out really um, paying attention and honing in on communities that were lower with income is actually I started out helping out with a support group um, located in North Alabama called Coloring Between the Lines. And that support group, the amazing, amazing, amazing birth worker and woman that was running it at the time decided this is too much for me. Um, there was a lot of racial impact for her. And so I said, okay, yeah, sure. I'll take it and take it over. And so I kind of created it into a nonprofit and that's kind of how it's starting right now. And so basically I, fi- I found that A, from those women and then B, because of the pandemic, because it's kind of maybe a few months. No, I want to say maybe close to six months before the pandemic hit, I took over and really shifted the way that things were happening. I started to notice that I really didn't have to market. All I needed to do was create the access. All I needed to do was create the space, a space that didn't feel like it was a little corner, a space that didn't feel like it was a little section within some of these nonprofits that were like for black folks. Like if I just created the access and created the space, just like it was anything else because it should be and it is, Mm -hmm. it'll just, it'll reach the people that needs to reach. We're up to 200 plus women now um, that we help when it comes to education. And so we do that through... Um, support groups. Of course, everything has been virtual literally for almost a year. Everything has been virtual. I don't even let them come out of house during winter break, winter break, during winter, um, (laughs) because I don't want anyone coming out of house during winter because of flu, because babies, because breastfeeding, all that. So we usually do all virtual during that time. Let's just like a a special pop-up or something anyways. But because of all this, like we have been virtual for the last year. So support groups, monthly support groups, monthly mommy meetups, monthly community um, breastfeeding classes. And they're just basic classes where I give you basic information. Sometimes it changes up. Sometimes it doesn't. It really just depends. We have a jet class, a noir class, and an onyx class. And those are all different ways to say the word black. And they're all different classes based off of where you are in your breastfeeding journey. So when you create a space that feels like you. Uh, I didn't wear my shirt to say, but it says my lactation counselor is black. Like imagine what someone could think and how they would feel if they're not used to seeing you and then they see you and then you create this space where it's like, oh yeah. And people were so excited. They were like, oh yeah, I'm going to take the Onyx class. When you just make a space feel like a, a space that's accessible and it's warming and inviting and you don't feel like you have to be in the corner of that breastfeeding class in the hospital because you're the only black person it really does wonders so that's kind of how i stayed into helping low-income folks when it came to lactation started when i was in california when i was helping low-income foster youth um, as a birth doula volunteer birth doula so it started then and that was like years and years and years ago and I saw what was happening there, which was really interesting to me. It was through the um, Joy and Birthing Foundation. They're still, they're still thriving to this day. And I'm like, yes. But that's how all of that started. And then it just kind of trickled into coming here and doing it with the more lactation foundation. So if someone is listening to this and they would like to, you know, make an appointment with you or just kind of get more information about what you do, where can they go? And what do you kind of recommend for people to kind of get started with? Um, they can definitely visit the postpartumclinic.com. Um, if they're not sure 
what it is that they need, where they are. They know they want lactation, but they don't know how. You can totally take our lactation quiz. It's actually on the front of the page. And that goes for postpartum as well. I don't know where I am. I don't know what to say, but let me just fill out this form. It usually helps a bit. And so from there, we'll kind of craft some things with you and set up um, a free 30-minute consultation. Um, and then you can just set up a free 30-minute consultation if you just want to chat and figure it out. But you can definitely go to the postpartumclinic.com for that. And you can also find us on Instagram at the postpartum clinic. Everything is at the postpartum clinic, y'all. <laughs> perfect. perfect. I love that you have like a like a quiz for them to take to kind of understand. Because I think a lot of times moms might be feeling something or they might be concerned about something, but they don't really know which direction to start or what to address first. So I think you've really covered a lot of like key things that, you know, a lot of moms kind of go through. I think that's, that's just amazing. Like the work you do. And this is kind of just off the cuff, but like what, what really inspires you to keep going and do the work you do and to help the women around you? My family. Not because that they're heavily, you know, not because they heavily want to be midwives like me or anything, but because of um, <laughs> all the things that they've experienced during either their childbearing years or what they're dealing with now or wanting to have children now, no matter the age. Of course, there's difficulties as you get older, but it's just certain things that they're dealing with that I knew at a young age, I told myself I would never. And it was just based off of education, support, access. That includes folks who are still in my family and folks who have transitioned. It's just certain things that I said that I just didn't want to deal with. And somehow from there, learning all these things, educating folks and all of that has inspired them. So in return, it's inspired me to kind of continue the work, hearing them say, you know, I wish I had something like this when I was going through this or hearing them say, oh, I had a midwife. You just find out things you never knew. And so it inspires me that way. Um, just my family that includes my partner's family and you never know what folks are going through but I know especially from this in the south it's a thing um being folks of color and having issues with PCOS or fibroids or breastfeeding and things being very very taboo so it inspires me to kind of come back that <laughs> and let me show you what we can do go from there so if I always like to end these interviews with, I call them fun thinking questions. And uh, I think this, because of the work you do and everything you do, I think this this will be a fun one. But if you could have a billboard made today where you could share one tip with moms everywhere, what would you have it say? It would say literally, and I want my face on there with my hand on my hip saying, this ain't new. It's not new. This ain't new. You know, we've mom shamed a lot. I feel like there's even a huge part of what it is that you do, what it is I do, that probably wouldn't exist if there wasn't so much negativity and acting like it, it's, it's new and it's not new. So that's what I would put. It ain't new. That's it, period. In black and white. I don't need no pretty colors, nothing. Just it ain't new, period. And on the bottom is two moms everywhere. That's it. I love it. I love it. That's great. So again, for everyone that's listening and watching, where can everyone find you on Instagram and get more information about the postpartum clinic? You can find us on Instagram at, at the postpartum clinic, and you can find more information on us and everything that we're doing at the postpartumclinic.com. I can't stress enough how you know important postpartum health is to moms. And I think a lot of times, like it's becoming more and more talked about now, but I think, you know, in past years, it like wasn't even brought up. And so all these moms were kind of like pushed into this new thing without really realizing what they needed to address. So I think the work you do is amazing. And, you know, if there's anything you guys 
you know, are doing upcoming and you want collaborations on or anything, let us know because we'd love to work with you. Thank you. I'm so excited to do this. This was so fun. Yeah. It's always fun to talk about birth stuff. Though, so. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.